What's up, everybody, and thank you for listening to Mastering the Mindset. My name is Darius Dotch, and I'm an actor, hip-hop artist, and fitness and life coach. And I'm here to personally help you train and improve your mindset so that you can, one, become the best version of yourself mentally, and two, gain focus and motivation to be able to take action and achieve the success in life that you want and deserve. Before we get started, please like and subscribe to my channel, and at the end of this episode, if you liked it, please share it with a friend or loved one or someone who will benefit from hearing this message. I'm so glad you're here and I'm ready to go on this journey with you. And that journey begins now. All right, and welcome back to another episode. Let's get right to it. This is going to be another one of my pep talk episodes. And the things that we're going to cover today won't be anything that you don't already know on your own, but it needs to be said and heard. Because me and you both know that we, our own selves, are one of the biggest reasons why we aren't where we truly want to be in life. And yes, some of the problem may be due to lack of resources, right? But if we are really honest, most of the time, it's more about resourcefulness than resources. It's more about resourcefulness than resources. Bars. <laughs> It's more about the mindset, right? Having the right mindset is absolutely necessary in building the life you love. And today, I'm going to give you three reasons, three components that lead us to getting out of our own damn way. Because we know this, when it comes down to it, to having the life we want, when it comes down to why we haven't made as much progress as we want, it's because most of the time, we just keep getting in our own damn way. So... Here we go. Three components to why this happens. One, self-awareness. Two, our circle. And three, our boundaries. So let's talk about number one, self-awareness. And I'll be honest, I used to think that these things were kind of corny until I did them and understood how I could really benefit from them. But those personality tests that you see people taking on social media, I never thought, one, I would do it. And two, Never thought that there would be any benefit from it. And maybe you think they're lame too. And I'll say this. Not living a life that you're excited about because you don't know yourself well enough is way worse than taking the test. And like I always say, I'm going on this journey with y'all. I really am. I'm practicing all these things as many as I can in my real life. And honestly, I'm finding that the more self-aware I get and the more I know what I need to be happy and a fulfilled man, the more I can move towards the things I want in life and that I'm excited about. So things like the personality tests and the love language test. I used to think these things were silly. But now that I know myself and I know, okay, my number one love language is acts of service. And the one that's my least favorite or my least love language is receiving gifts. So gifts won't really do anything for me. Yes, I'm always appreciative, but it's not going to get my partner as far as if they were to help me with, let's say, folding my clothes when I have a long day or cooking dinner or reaching out to someone for me, some kind of act of service. And after taking that test, I really realized, okay, yeah, that's right. I really do value those kinds of things. And if you know more about yourself, then you're more likely to do the things you need to do to make sure you're living a life that you're excited about. 
that you're putting yourself in an environment to be successful. And that will be completely different from person to person. And here's a question to ask yourself. What do I need to be a happy person? And we can really break it down. And of course, the personality test and love language test are good tools to use. But we can break it down even simpler and think about the last time you had a good day. What was a part of that day? Let's take a second to think about it. Was it that time you had a date night with your partner? Were you really productive during the day? Did you call your best friend? Did you have a workout in the morning? Think of what the components were to that day and what made that day such a good day and figure out how you can create those elements as much as possible throughout your week, your month. What kind of food makes you feel good? Now, for me, I love a smoothie after a workout. It really puts me in a happy place. And so it's so refreshing to me. Right. And maybe I shouldn't have used food as an example because I'm a fitness coach and we all know the best foods are the worst for you. Right. So what healthy or or at least less fattening foods put you in a good mood? How much sleep do you need? And I know if you're busy. Right. If you're a parent or if you have multiple jobs or have a lot going on in general, I get that sleep might not be as possible to be regulated as much from person to person. But make sure that you're being conscious of it when you are able to get some sleep. Do you need to let Netflix start another episode? Should you just turn your TV off? Does your body need that extra sleep that you're sacrificing? And these are just a few examples, right? My point is, we can't stay in our own damn way and not be self-aware enough to ask ourselves the question, what do I need? What do I need to be happy? What will support me? And so many times we get busy and it's just go, 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 go. And we forget to stop and ask what do I need to make me happy? What do I need in my life that will actually bring me happiness? And again, some of these things, some of these things might sound silly or unnecessary, but that doesn't mean that they aren't important to know. So that's number one, self-awareness. Number two, your circle. Who, you, who do you surround yourself with? And that's in person as well as on the Internet, because look, if you only follow people and social media accounts that don't bring positivity in your life, then what the hell is you doing? What's up, what's up, what's up? I want to take a quick moment to say thank you so much for listening to this episode and to also let you know that this podcast is 100% donation driven, which means it's completely funded by you, the listener. So if you like the content I have to offer, I would love it if you can make a donation and you get to pick the amount. I left links in the description of the video as well as my homepage. You can choose which way benefits you the best to donate. And if you need more options, please feel free to email me at DariusDotch at gmail.com. That's D-A-R-I-U-S-D-O-T-C-H at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for being here and let's get back to it. What the hell is you doing? It's way too much negativity out there online. And there's also way too much positivity online to not get tapped in with. Are you still following your ex and you see that they started dating somebody else and that gets under your skin? Unfollow. You have that one friend that always says stupid political propaganda, always spewing off ignorance. Unfollow. That one friend who's always negative, always putting somebody down. Unfollow. Or 
somebody who talks about the quote unquote haters and they're always bragging how they doing better than somebody else. Unfollow. And of course, your social media will be easier to manage than your actual real circle in real life. Right. This one is a little tougher to handle because it's a more difficult conversation about friends not being around. For example, if you and your significant other broke up, it's easy to just say, yeah, it didn't work out or it wasn't meant to be or they cheated or whatever. Relationships end. That's normal. But what happens when your friends fade away? You start to drift apart from friends. We all have those friends that we love. But over time, there's that distance that starts to slowly grow between you, especially if where you are in life and the things you're interested in or involved with don't line up with the person who you used to be. It's a natural thing when life starts to pull you apart from friends. Sometimes you just go in different directions in life. And there's the aspect of distancing yourself on purpose. And that's the real difficult part. Sometimes if those friends aren't conducive to the life you want, to where you're trying to go, if they do the opposite of being a person who is going to contribute to growth, then you'll have to start surrounding yourself with people who will. Because we all know those friends who never changed and they still act like they did back in high school or they're always negative about every damn thing or they bring the energy down in the room all the time or they try and keep you from getting the life you want because they don't think what you're doing is possible. That friend who will tell you why it won't work before they encourage you to go for it. We all know those people. And if you don't have those people who are pushing you, people who are thinking bigger than you, you need to surround yourself with ones that will. And this is cliche, but we've all heard it. But it's a, it's a lot of truth in this statement. The statement is, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. You need to be around people that will force you to want to level up, that will give you an in-person visual of where you want to be or some things that you want to do. You want to strive to be in a room where you don't feel as smart or as accomplished or as talented. Those are the places you should strive to be as much as possible. You want to be around people that know things that you don't. If you aren't having conversations and experiences with people that stimulate you or teach you or help you grow, then you have to get out of your own damn way and go find those people. You can stay stuck if you're having the same conversations over and over again. And we wonder why we're not reaching our goals and dreams. This is part of the problem. So, number two, your circle. Surround yourself with the right people and the right content you consume. Number three, boundaries. Now, sometimes we get frustrated with our friends or coworkers or family members when they overstep boundaries that we didn't even communicate with ourselves, let alone them. For example... If you don't want to be texting with your boss or working on the weekend, then why are you answering texts and emails as soon as you get them when it's the weekend? You're saying to your boss that it's okay and that that boundary isn't there. So if you're not communicating to yourself what your boundaries are, when are you going to turn that phone off? Is it okay for your mother-in-law to call you in the middle of the day and you answer every time, but... You work from home or working on a project that's really important. Is it okay for people to just show up at your house unannounced? 
If it's not, then you need to set that boundary. So draw that line in the sand. And when you explain what those boundaries are and why you have them, people would generally understand. They'll at the very least know that, hey, this is something I need. Explain it. Let folks know. Way too often, people get frustrated with someone about things you never told them about. And what happens is we assume that this person shouldn't be doing this. Like, why does my boss text me on the weekend? If I was a manager, I wouldn't text my employees on their day off. I wouldn't let them have, I would let them have this time to themselves. Or why does my mother-in-law always call me in the middle of the day? She knows I work from home. I wouldn't interrupt somebody's day like that. But what we have to realize and acknowledge is the fact that everybody doesn't think like you. Everybody won't think the way you do. So just like you wouldn't text your employees on their day off, your boss may not think the same way. And to her, this is okay. This is perfectly fine. Maybe her boss used to text her before she got this kind of job. And she thinks that this is how you build relationships with the people that work for you. Maybe your mother-in-law feels like it'll be better for you to talk during the day because she knows that you will want to relax after work in the evening. Because you work all day from home, right? We can't expect people to think the way we do. So instead of getting frustrated with them, just explain it to them. They might not even know. And at the end of the day, we are responsible for the life we live. We have the choice to answer that call or text. We have the choice to say no to a project that will put a lot of work on our plate. We have those choices. We don't have to choose to overstep our own boundaries, You don't have to say yes just because you were invited. As long as you communicate, that is the most important thing. So that's number three, set boundaries. So moving forward, every time we feel like we're not capable for whatever reason, if I had more time or if I had more money, if I had more X, Y, Z, say to yourself, okay, what can I control? And for whatever reason, your brain tells you that you can't do the exact opposite. Find every Reason, find the evidence of why you can. Reasons that remind you that you are capable, that you're too damn smart to be the only thing standing in your own way. So get self-aware. Don't just laugh at it or think a personality test is silly. Make an effort to really get to know yourself with a deeper understanding of why you are the way you are. What makes a good day for you? What does that involve? And how do you build that life that has more opportunities for you to experience that. And next is, let's take inventory of our circle, of the people around us. Are they people who would lead to you elevating? Are they people who will motivate you, who inspire you, who make you want to level up by being around them? Do they fuel you? And if they aren't someone who does this for you, and especially if they're full of negativity, it's okay to evaluate that and put some distance between them. And more than likely, they'll naturally happen anyway once you decide to work on yourself and work towards the things that you've never done before. And finally, set those boundaries. You can't be mad about things people do when they overstep boundaries that you didn't even tell them you had. Let's live the life we truly want. And to get there, to accomplish all the big things we want is going to involve some self-awareness. It's going to involve inventory of your circle And it's absolutely going to involve setting boundaries for yourself. So that's what I got for you today. If you like this episode, please share it with somebody. 
somebody that can benefit from this, somebody who is a friend or a family member, somebody who has goals and is trying to improve their lives. So thank you again and let's get it in.